What's up, everyone? This is Jesse HS, uh, Titan Sound Podcast, presented by Hard Guy Media. Uh, I have an awesome and very special guest. As you know, we don't do a lot of crazy special guests, but when the time uh, merits that I have someone on, it usually is going to be packed with some interesting stuff and some cool combos. Uh, so today we have X Seizures vocalist, current Duke of vocalist, Cameron Miller. Uh, cameraman uh thanks for uh hopping on i'm definitely uh pumped to as we met briefly at the 18 vision show in buffalo uh as you got you were out with them it was uh immediately we just like started like chatting about like movies and stuff with uh with you and keith i i, I immediately was like yeah man you definitely gotta have you on i feel like we could have a cool convo so thanks for thanks for hopping on yeah thank you thanks for having me and um honored to be on this it's you know, I like the ones you did with Keith and James and I've heard a few others and just it's cool to hang out and talk to you on here. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, and thanks for thanks for checking those out. Um, but yeah. I, I guess to give uh, anybody that's listening uh, to this episode a little backstory on you, um, you are from Southern California um, and you sung in a band called Seizures for years and now you sing in a project with keith keith barney from 18 visions called duca and uh there's also an ex seizures member in that band beside yourself right no i'm the only so i'm the only member from seizures in that band but roly uh who plays guitar in duca he's um he made all of the seizures records pretty much except for our demo and first record so he produced those and like he was always like an honorary member of the band to me you know just he had he had very much the same um vision of what we were going for when we were making those records and he just always hung out and he he became one of my best friends so um yeah he he's definitely one of my closest friends and um he was around for most of that band so it was kind of like just a natural progression of like working with him and him and you knowing each other musically, it was just a natural progression that you'd end up in a project together. Yeah. I mean, I always, it was something I always wanted to do, but you know, I, I figured with him, he's always in different bands, you know, he'll show up and play in graph Warlock, you know, for a bit, or, you know, he used to be in dangers. Uh, he was in a band um, called force of change um but more recently he's in this death metal band called teeth with our drummer alex and that's their primary band so um they're in that band together and uh just uh it was it was during covid actually um maybe like a month in uh keith hit me up and said uh it'd be cool if you me and roly like worked on music together just hung out at the studio when the numbers get down, you know, and the COVID case numbers drop, we all get together and maybe just hang out in the studio and see what the three of us can make, you know, and just kind of like a fun friends COVID project. And um, so Keith kind of, he kind of uh, came up with that idea and he met Rolly because Rolly made the last Seizures album. And um, I asked Keith if he wanted to sing on it and he he came down and hung out for I feel like it was like three or four, maybe even five uh, recording sessions that we did for that record. And uh, him and Rolly just really hit it off. And it's just um, kind of that's that's how it all began. Yeah, that 
when I first heard, because uh, I think I'd, I'd, you know, just followed you just from uh, digging the seizure shit. And, um, oh, and, really? Yeah. And uh, like my, the Heart Guide Media account. And I saw you when you guys dropped the, the first couple tracks on like Bandcamp or whatever, wherever you guys first dropped them. And I was just like, holy shit. I was just like, the dude from Seizures and Keith Barney have a fucking project. And I heard, I think, <laughs> I think the first track I heard was Dead in Orbit. And I was like, I was like, this is fucking like so far up my alley. It's not even funny. This is it was oh, rad. dead dead in orbit. Like I've that's like my my gym song. Like <laughs> no I, way. I, I get so fucking like amped. Like uh, I do. I do hope that Duca as uh, at at some point uh, or Duca. Like I, I know. Like uh, it's a. Uh, I know. I talked with Keith about it too. He's like. He's like. It's like Duca. Like Duca. Like I. He's like. I've people have said it both ways. So. Um. But yeah, yeah. dude. Those that first release like i i dig those three songs so much um i really think you guys like it's i mean i'm sure you can relate just being like being just a fan of heavy music so many newer like bands newer projects come out and you feel like there's only so much you could do as far as like a reinvention or something but something i really like is like the vibe you guys have you guys have a different vibe and that's something i talked to james and keith about when we talk about like the influence of like movies and music and shit like that and like how like they could bleed into each other and i just there's just like you guys developed a vibe with a heavy project that i think like i don't know like maybe it's just because keith's in it too and it adds like that like that kb flavor even even you know you know (laughs) he's on base but it's uh i don't know you guys got like a vibe that like i think heavy bands like don't have right now but i like and I don't know because there was like that, there was a similar vibe I felt with seizures. So whatever you guys are doing, it's, it's working and it's, it's, it's touching the, the funny bone or, or whatever it is in the, in the right place. Cause those three tracks specifically dead in orbit. Like I've listened to that track just like on repeat, like pissed. Cause it's so sick. It's <laughs> you guys, you guys really tapped into like, like a, a, a vibe of heavy because you can just be like beaten down with the same like heaviness and the breakdowns. And it's just like, when is like a heavy project going to sound fresh, but Dukas sounds fresh to me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've always tried to, at least in my own, you know, like way, like stray from what everyone else might be doing. And I like a lot of what everyone else is doing, but um I don't know, like personally, I'm just always kind of like, how do I make this my own unique thing? How am I um, being true to myself and an individual and what I'm making? And um, I have obvious influences, but uh, it's like, I I don't know. I don't know if that's how, like you said, like it's different from what other people are doing. And sometimes that's really cool. And then other times that's not a great thing when you're trying to play shows and tour because people don't get it sometimes. Right. Um, and like, that was my struggle with, you know, the former band seizures. It was, um, I feel like it was just maybe a little misunderstood or too much for people to understand, you know, like it was just, you know, Hey, like I don't have time to listen to a guitar that sounds like it's falling down the stairs while car alarm is going off in the background and, you know, just so chaotic. I, I just want to hear the something I can bang my head to, you know, like, right. And, um, 
you know, like I, I understand where people come from when uh, like, uh, I guess like a regular music listener, but at the same time, I guess I, I like making, like it has no rules. So like do whatever you want kind of, you know, to whatever, just add whatever you want in your band. Cause you can, there's no, there's no rules to it. So, um, and Keith, Keith and Rolly are, you know, they think outside the box as well. And they like a lot of the same stuff I like too. And, um, you know, they're the ones who, who wrote, you know, the music to the, to the band. So, um, and then continue to do so. And we all collaborate and put our input in, but, um, yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm stoked you're into it. Um, I don't, I don't know. I kind of went on a little ramble right there about nothing, but, no, that's, um, <laughs> that's literally that's literally all that's done on this uh, this so-called podcast, yeah. the rambles and the tirades and and yeah. all that shit. Yeah, uh, and it's it's uh, I I don't know it does because it does sound different to me too. I'll put it on, I'll listen to like a lot of other bands, and I'm just kind of like I don't really hear this. Some people say it sounds like Coalesce or Meshuggah or something, you know, influence, and I'm like. Yeah, I guess so too, but I I don't know. Sure. Like I can I, I can I can like snuss out the like influences, but it's like the yeah. dials just turned the dials turned a little bit to a different direction that isn't aligned with everything else that I'm hearing. And I think that's why yeah, it yeah. sounds like what I said fresh. Like it's just that okay. it's so it's so hard to find something that sounds like you're like, "Oh, that isn't like, you know, the other 10 heavy newer uh like bands are outputting shit right now it's just that dials turn just a little bit to a different direction and you guys are like channeling something different and i don't know like i can't pinpoint it like if it's a vibe or something but i i do think it's like uh probably just a mixture of like all your guys's uh all your guys's talents just kind of converging in like a perfect way but it's it's working man yeah. because i even a couple like a, a friend i've shown <laughs> showed those songs there he's just like yeah it's a it's 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 different it, it's different in a good way and it's not like it's not so foreign like you said it's not like you know it wasn't like i remember dillinger back in the day i remember them playing with like straight uh dillinger skate plan playing with straight up metalcore bands and kids that just want to mosh but you think you know they didn't know how to react to it they they could mosh for like a second during panasonic youth but then it would change and it would be so erratic that they didn't know what to do uh, you know, it's again, ty tirade right there. I'm thinking about like <laughs> Dillinger playing with like, like Mastodon and shit back in like the early two thousands. But, um, I guess what I wanted to actually talk to you a bit about before we dive into some movie shit is, did yep. you grow, did you grow up in orange County? Yeah, I did. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I think I could be a little off. I think we're around the same age. I'm 34. Yeah, I, I just turned 34 in July. All right. So uh, this was always an interesting, uh, I guess, like difference of like myself who grew up going to shows in Syracuse, which obviously there was, you know, especially like the the Orange County bands, like Throwdown and 18 Visions. I feel like before I started going to shows, which was I think my first show was 2002 ish. And okay. Before that, like 18 and Throwdown had played Syracuse like a bunch, the Hellfests and just like coming through touring. Um, but even yeah. from like that light, later part of 2002 through 2004, I still saw like Throwdown a bunch like would come through the Northeast. Like 
uh, 18, obviously. Um, now on the opposite side, I always like, I would see all these sick shows that, that they would play those two bands specifically. Cause they were two of my favorite bands then and still remain, but you know, what was it like growing up there when, cause I remember just like being on the East coast and being like, Oh my God, like there's this fucking thing called the hardcore formal. There's these fucking, all these shows at chain reaction, like chain reaction was like, you know, it was like the Mecca West coast venue that we would all hear about here. And I guess it's similar to like what the lost horizon was to, to a lesser degree in Syracuse, obviously with like all those older Syracuse bands, like uh path resistance, earth crisis playing the lost back in the day chain reaction was like that in, in orange County, but a little bit bigger of a scale. But what was it like? Did you have, did you have like, um, was it different for you growing up in Orange County and like hearing about these other scenes too? Because in the early 2000s, Orange County was obviously popping for like, you know, metal, hardcore, metalcore, everything. Was it, was it interesting for you to look out? Was, was there any pro- prominent scenes like Orange County that you were thinking about being on the West Coast as opposed to like, you know, myself in Syracuse thinking about like, oh, Orange County, it has, you know, Throwdown and 18 Visions and, and all these bands, uh, was that like that, like for you looking at other scenes across the country? A little bit. I mean, like Long Island with like Glass John, Sky King right. Falling comes to mind. And then like, obviously Vision of Disorder. They're from there, right? Yeah, I think they're, they are from like, yeah. like Rockland County or something there, like downstate, okay. like outside of New York City. Maybe I just saw a video of them like playing a rad show in Long Island or something. But I think um, yeah. I think some of the members are from actual Long Island. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I mean, like that. I thought Long Island was probably a cool spot to see shows at, or like, you know, Boston with American Nightmare and Cave In and Converge. And, right. Um, I thought that would you know I, I when I was younger and I'd hear about you know Boston bands you know or like even like the Washington area, like just like blood brothers and botch and like unwound and, and, and bands that just as I got more educated, but it was kind of cool. I mean, a lot of, I mean, LA is only an hour or, you know, on good days, 45 minutes North of me and San Diego is like an hour to an hour and a half South of me. And there was the three, one G stuff going down in San Diego with like the locust and, and then, you know, there was all the LA hardcore going on. Um, but you're right. I mean, like Chain Reaction was the closest uh, venue to me next to the Showcase Theater out in Corona. And I would go to, um, I would see most of the shows either at Showcase or Chain Reaction out here. And my older neighbors got me into, um, they were the ones who kind of got me into 18 Visions and adamantium and straight edge and bleeding through and throwdown and you know it was just kind of like holy shit all these guys are from here and um that kind of just blew my mind and so i mean i i that was like my first thing where it was kind of i heard those bands but i didn't realize how local they were i didn't realize that like 18 visions was just from up the street you know and like um i didn't i mean you know, I, and I'd heard those other bands that I mentioned, like Glass John, Converge, and and Caven and stuff. And then when I finally like could put them on a map, I I was more of like, what's going on over there? And then I would see like the the DVDs for Hellfest, or you know, just 
kind of before social media, really like in that first little or so social media that I was on, but um, I was just told about it from like my older neighbors and their friends and like they would drop band names all the time and I would have no idea where they were geographically, but like it was just, uh, they, it's kind of weird how it all form. I, I just thought like, it was like, oh yeah, well like at the drive-in quicksand, um, <laughs> uh, 18 visions, they're all in the same scene, right? Like, and to a degree, like it's, they're not that far apart from each other. Right. Like those circles are very close to each other, even though they're different bands. But I thought like all the bands I really liked, you know, like AFI and I can keep, you know, listing names, but it was like, I was, I was just kind of surprised when I actually found out like some of my actual favorites that I listened to regularly were like, you know, oh shit, no way they went to my high school or, you know, they, they grew up in the same city I did or, you know, and that was, that was like, you know, the scene like that, it's always sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie has like the map all, you know, with the lines and shit. I felt like that with like Orange County hardcore when I, and I've told like Keith this, but like when I saw his name in an adamantium booklet and in like a throwdown and 18 V booklet, like CD booklets, I was tripping. Dude. I was, I was Yeah. Dude, 100%. So like, I like I'm known to like my friends up here that like, I'm the last one of my friends. It's still straight edge. Like I like uh, my, my best friend oh, cool. who's a few, few years older than me. Um, he he started going to shows a, a, like a year or two, I think maybe even a little bit more than that, maybe three years before I did. But he was like, you know, he it was the same thing. He grew up going to the Hellfest. And like we ended up reconnecting, like connecting and becoming like best friends, like a few years down the road. But he like I'm known as the like the the Orange County hardcore mark because I would do it was like it was the same thing for me. Like I, I told like Keith about this. It's funny, like, you know, like some of the especially like the guys in Orange County and stuff. Of course, they they found straight edge through like, uh, you know, like uh instead or bands like that but like also like earth crisis was huge for so many kids in the nine like anybody going to shows it started going to shows started being in bands in the 90s to find straight edge like i didn't find straight edge through earth crisis which were in my backyard granted they were just like broken up and formed like nemesis and, and freya before yeah. right as i started going to shows but i didn't find straight edge through earth crisis even being from 20 minutes outside of syracuse i found straight edge through beyond repair and until the ink runs out and like seeing yeah. like heard all those dudes like you know doing xxx in the you know at the and their thank yous and shit like that and talking about the straight edge uh and that's what like really turned me on to 18 visions because they were just like again doing similar heavy but with that dial turned into like a different direction than others and it was just i like that like people would listen to them and you wouldn't outwardly know right away that they were a straight edge band but i liked that they like i knew that they were a straight edge band and they had like songs where you could you're like yeah yeah it's kind of a straight edge song and stuff and like everyone's axed up but like they're wearing fucking creepers and like they all have their yeah, fucking dude. hair dude that is like what got me in like that's why i'm still <laughs> like a fucking 18v freak to this day and like part of same. like and and then same thing <laughs> like you were saying dude like i was just like oh my god fucking Keith sings and fucking throw down, but he's he's been in 18 visions for a few years now, and this is fucking great. And Ken has filled in for fucking throw down. 
and fucking you know and i'm just like uh, and and mick has has done stints and bleeding through and and uh, like that was when i was just like i love the incestual like especially when i was younger i was like the incestual like uh orange county hardcore scene was just like like i could like sometimes like i'll be talking to my buddy and he'll just be like was he in i was like yeah that he was in there until this time and then and then and then ken switched the guitar in 2000 you know four and 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 he knows uh you know that i'm the i can break down the all the member switches and all the member trade-offs between like throwdown and and 18 and bleeding through and all that shit but you know that is a that that was what i was most excited to talk to you about because you were like you know it was in your backyard and I was on the other side of the country and just like obsessed with like that movement. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, it it was, like I said, my older neighbors who got me into it. And, um, when I finally saw it, when I finally saw, you know, Throwdown and 18 visions and all of them play in like AFI and stuff, it was like, Holy fuck straight edge is so sick um i had already heard it i already heard about it i have the craziest weirdest straight edge story like of how i found out about straight edge but um i didn't really grasp it until i saw those bands doing it um and and how that's like when i wanted to identify with it and to this day i feel like like, I mean, I, I get Minor Threat, I get all the youth crew bands and the bands that really, like, started it and put it on the map and everything, but those bands haven't always been, like, like, they're, I, I know their importance and legacy, and I do like them, but they're, they're not as, like, um, close to my heart, I guess, as, like, the ones we're talking about right now, and, like, you know, I, I still feel like they made it stylistically, like, I, I did my hair and dressed like James, you know, like I wanted to look like that in high school. And and that just naturally, because that scene was in our backyard, it kind of took over the high schools in the area. Everybody started looking the way that 18 visions looked and um, not identically, you know, like as best as they could definitely, you know, discount rates, but like, (laughs) you know, they really, they really made it look stylish and then when i saw they would wear 80s band shirts when they played and stuff and it was like well shit dude that's all my favorite shit too like you know you know like it was like the the wedding singer in the soundtrack changed my life and like dude dude we are on the same wavelength that's not even funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude so i mean like ever since you know it was just kind of like you love the cure you love depeche mode you love oh my god fuck you know and it's so sick um, that they just, um, they would always come out looking rad and, um, you know, I, I don't know. It was, and then it was like, oh, you know, you can go get your hair cut by James and Javier and, yeah. you know, like, or just the people who were in 18 Visions and um, neither of them have cut my hair, but like yeah. I had friends that did and I was just kind of like, dude, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> like you can go talk to them and hang out with them, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. It was, it was just kind of if I'm gonna nerd out a little bit, but yeah, the the same group of my friends, you know, we would go to their shows, and then you know we would hear that they would go to like you know Del Taco after, and you know certain things we'd go try to hang and be in the parking lot, and like you know like I, maybe I was a little shy at the time, but I I would talk to them here and there, and um you know it just it is crazy looking back that especially because 
you know, you and I met because Vanity just turned 20. Right. And right. 20 years ago when we were like, you know, like 14 or however old we, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah, I don't know why the math didn't work in my head for a second. But yeah, it was just, uh, they were like the coolest people in the world. Um, and I, I, that's why I'm straight edge, you know, like, or why, why I became like, why I found it to be identifiable. It was just the influence of them. And then obviously I, I'm sure like you, you have your own reasons too, but it's uh, just fucking cool. Cool that you get it and you're on the completely opposite side of the country and you had like the same experience with it. Dude, it's 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 the same as you, dude. It's 18 Visions and Throwdown. Like that's what got yeah. me like into like going and seeing like Throwdown and 18 Visions play and seeing them like, oh, like I was already kind of like on that going toward trending towards that and like straight edge anyway. Uh just because yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't like down with just like, you know, you you know, like you turned 14, like that's when everybody like that age is like starting to have like you know there's get-togethers on the weekends and there's drinking and there's weed smoking and that's when that shit like really like kind of rears its head into like adolescence and that just wasn't like my scene or the kids i was hanging out with at the time and that i mean it's definitely 100 like found straight edge because of listening to until the ink runs out vanity beyond repair you don't have to be blood to be family. Like those records, 100% lay claim to like why I'm straight edge and seeing like, you know, I remember like watching those terrible like videos on like trust kill and, and like just seeing like random, random videos, like the early stages of like trustkill.com and like, you know, seeing these like live videos and stuff. And, and it's funny you said that about like in, in your high school, obviously being like, in their backyard like people like doing the tj maxx version of banana republic like 18 visions wardrobes and stuff my friends and i like it would it would boggle people's minds listening like they'd be like these kids listen to like this super like crazy this crazy like metal stuff but why are they coming to school with like black button-up shirts and like a (laughs) fucking purple tie like and you know we got it was a time when like in the high school I went to, uh, it was, you know, it's 20 minutes outside of Syracuse. It, it's like a, like half rural, half Italian suburbs. And it was like a school that was, okay. you, you know, it, and it was, uh, it was definitely like, it was foreign, like straight edge too was like completely foreign being vegetarian and like all that subculture shit was like foreign to can of soda people. Uh, which is where I grew up. And uh, when, like I said, when they're like, these kids listen to this crazy, like small group of friends, like they listen to this crazy music, but why are they wearing purple ties and, and black button up shirts and, and have black hair and, you know, they're dropping the F bombs on us and stuff. And like, it's so funny it, now to like hear that, like, you know, that influence. And I mean, I don't, I, I would never, you know, I, I didn't want to, I felt bad enough rambling like I am now on the James and Keith episodes where I, I felt like I wasn't letting them get a word in edgewise. Cause I was just so amped to just like pick their brains. But I mean, they, I think deserve more credit than they'll probably ever get for a lot of the stuff that they did, not just musically stylistically j- making the leaps on albums. Uh, just like, I mean, 
it just shit. Like I remember, dude, I remember like uh, my, the kid that was in my guitar, uh, my guitarist in my high school band searching up and down for Fernandez guitar, because that's what, that's what uh, Keith, Keith played. And oh, yeah, he told me about that. Like he was just like my, my high school guitarist was looking all over trying to find a Fernandez. Cause he's just like, Oh, this fucking Fernandez uh, model is so sick. I can't find one. I need to find one. That's probably why he has that sick tone. It's the guitar. It's not just because he's tuned to be. Yeah. Uh, but that, I mean, like you were saying, I think that's so sick that, you know, opposite sides of the country experiencing the different shit. You and I formerly me, I, I start, you know, strike up a convo with Keith to just like, cause we obviously potted together. So stopped over, said hi. And, you know, the vanity 20th anniversary tour brings two people that have never uh, met together and kind of have like a similar discovery of straight edge and, and, and you know, the fucking band that you were out with doing, doing, uh, doing lights and, and fog and, and helping them out for the tour. Like that, it has to be a little bit, I mean, obviously they're your boys and your friends, but it had to have been a little surreal. Like, you know, I found this band and, and now I'm fucking doing the lights for them for the vanity 20th anniversary tour yeah um it, it's it's honestly been a trip and like I, I don't know i've they're they've kind of become like older brothers to me that i've you know I've, I've never had older brothers and stuff and um i uh well i feel like my younger brother kind of acts like an older brother sometimes it's kind of funny but anyways uh i just i don't know their influence and the way that they roast me and the way that we just hang out and we're just friends and you know just we're movie buddies and um you know it's just it's like we hang out as it is and then when we go out on the road together and i hear them play these songs that i like grew up with and that were really formative to me and um some nights i'm i'm like you know like i'm just paying attention and just working and doing my thing with them and then other nights i'm just kind of like holy shit dude (laughs) this is so crazy you know like (laughs) at one point, you know, I didn't even know them and I just loved these songs as they were. And I remember the night I bought Vanity um, with my buddy, John, uh, at this, of all places, this outdoor shopping mall in Newport Beach down here in Orange County called Fashion Island. Um, And uh, I bought that CD one night and we were driving home got it from that old store sam goody and we were just driving home and my mom drove us because obviously i was 14 at the time when i got it and he actually told me about them and he told me about until the ink runs out and showed it to me and um you know i i just fell in love with that record it was like my favorite record my freshman year and um you know and it opened the the gates to so many other bands for me um you know like just it, it that chaotic style of music i hadn't really been introduced to mathcore really yet and it just showed me botch and you know like bands like the locust and um a lot of the other greats like cole s and and things just from getting into 18v and seeing the shirts that they wore and just kind of nerding out like um so it is a trip you know that like it's it kind of like all led up to me being across the country um with them and just being stoked like to, and and I'm, I'm like oh yeah i'm gonna go on tour and listen to vanity every night i'm not complaining you know yeah fuck no um yeah um and hang out with my friends and eat rad food and 
um yeah i don't know to i'm a, I'm a rambler too so i, I love it um, we got a little, little back and forth <laughs> rambling here yeah yeah uh, so it's it's cool dude it's it's uh it's rad i'm, I'm stoked on it and like it like if only 14 year old me could see it but you know it's cool yeah fuck yeah what was the so you guys obviously did two two legs what was the what was the highlight food stop on the two between the two legs um let's see i would say the first the first day actually um out of all of them we were at, in chicago and we went to this burger place called Oshaval. and um matt who filled in on drums for this tour um matt who he he also played in adamantium yeah of course um he uh he was talking all about the spot and then you know we checked in with some of our local friends in chicago and they they confirmed it too they were like yeah that's the spot to go to and um it was the best burger i've ever had in my life um sick and just to hang and just kind of like cool i'm on the road with them for the next two weeks and like that was like kind of like the the first foodie like spot for us that that was just the best that was uh that was one of my favorite parts of uh just leading up to the the end the last show on the on the first leg was obviously the buffalo show but uh yes. but leading up to that i was just i was getting a kick i was seeing everywhere that you guys were eating too it was uh like, yeah. a, like a mini <laughs> a mini food tour it was great right yeah no it was it was um we definitely planned around certain spots and then other days of course when they were just mainly traveling days when we just uh had to get on the road and go um we were always you know i'm just glad that there's a starbucks on every corner um to help us when we're <laughs> we can't find anything so I, I guess like hopping over to to movie shit like naturally of course like yeah talking with uh just chatting with you and keith at that buffalo show we immediately like we immediately jumped into like talking about movies you guys have said you you know we just seen nope we started talking about nope and i know you mentioned uh you mentioned david lynch and that that's when i was just like all right i gotta hit cameron up we gotta fucking we gotta talk we gotta talk movies yeah uh so what do you think i mean from your perspective uh obviously being a fan of like you know, like we talked about, like the Orange County scene and discovering those bands. Uh, it's the vibe of having the movie quotes in front of songs. I do think like that creates that creates just that's the like the that introduction of movie quotes getting put in in front of songs creates such a an atmosphere for those bands when they're playing live, when they're on record you know did you have like when it comes to like your own music is there like do you watch a movie and you hear a line and that inspires like a song or gets you thinking musically because for me who had you know bands in high school and in my 20s uh a lot of like movies and music very much intertwined in and out and i feel like that happens with certain bands and i feel like sometimes it's it's easy to spot. And then sometimes it's, it's a couple layers deeper and then it's even cooler when you figure that out. But like, where have, have you had that convergence, I guess, of like movies and, and uh, music 
like in that sense? Of, yeah, of course. Um, seizures did it. And then, you know, we've been talking about doing it for the Duca, the next Duca release that um, actually recorded a song for um, the other night. So, I mean, we're, we're in the middle of it, but we were talking about samples and, you know, what we're going to do for it. And um, there's even a sample that I included at the end of the, the Duca release that's out now at the end of that song, Stasis. And, yeah. um, um, I think it's just um, I I I have I use my voice memo recorder on my phone for so many things to save those samples too, just because I want to use them for something or they they influence an idea like just a quote or um, a sound or something just like really influences an idea in my head whether I want to make like a sound on the record or lyrically like um, have it relate to something um, and. There's um I, I pulled the a quote from Firewalk with me and put it on a split that Seizures did with a band called Columbia Necktie ten years ago, and um that's that's on that's in that song um, or on that split between songs that we did, and then I we even pulled one from like the Count of Monte Cristo and then um, we used like sounds from that weird art film um, Begotten uh we we sampled some of the sounds from that uh so i just i've always like taken influence from 18 visions like they to me they were the first people to really do that on a record that i heard one one hundred percent Rolly, you know is in graph warlock sometimes and they're the they're the sample movie sample band so it's right. like you know we we're just, i'm in good company with that and uh so it's um I think it's really cool. I, I I fucking love it. Yeah, I there was I think yeah, if there was if there was bands that did it before 18V, I feel like at the very at the bare minimum 18 Visions made it like a thing 100% because I feel like and I think even more so in a live setting because I remember seeing them back in the day and seeing the samples live too or different samples live before songs and like that yeah. like dude, i swear to god like my first band we had like a list of movie things we were like okay our first show there's like six samples we're gonna fucking try to play like how are we gonna play them are we gonna play them like through a cd like through a boom box with just the mic held up to it because this is like 2004 mm -hmm. and we were 16 and stupid and tech technologically like uh just like dysfunctions and had no clue how we were gonna do it but that was like the whole thing we're like we need to start this band because there's these sick quotes that we need to have before a fucking breakdown yeah no it's i mean i i never thought about doing it live um i did see bands do it live um but i i i, I wish i I mean, there's still time with Dukas. So, I mean, you know, you, you, we might get some live samples eventually with us, but it's definitely fun hearing them with 18. And of course, it's like, it wouldn't be the same song now without them. You know, like if I'm going to see Vanity all the way through, I need those samples. Oh, yeah. You need the River's Edge. You need the Fast Times, like 100%. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I mean, even now, like when we did like the Fast Times, we did the commentary for Fast Times. Like my buddy who really like, like he went to shows with me like earlier in the days and he he doesn't really go to shows anymore and he's familiar with 18 visions. Uh, but he was just like he immediately was just like, 
oh yeah he's just like fucking 18 visions like in the middle of it, i was like you, you fucking know it man like you can't watch that movie and you can't like i can't right. like watch that at river's edge without like doing that the fucking like and you know the the drum intro for the critic like whatever i hear this piccoli line come on totally uh so yeah. david lynch fan what's what's the go-to lynch film for you what's what's your what? if you if you say it's a it's a cut it's a one that's a cut above the rest for you wild at heart fuck yeah i i love blue velvet also and Mulholland drive is just an enigmatic and just you know just whatever oh, you know a, like it's, it's, a, crazy. it's mad it's madness yeah but uh definitely wild at heart just because Nick Cage is just Nick Cage and like that movie is just so fucking crazy all the way through and I just any friend who hasn't seen it I have it on DVD and I'm always like you know if I can if I can get to a DVD player um because it's I, I don't think it's streaming anywhere for the last few years um so I maybe that's changed but um I have it and I'm always like have you seen it? Do you have a DVD player or like an <laughs> Xbox or like anything that I can, you know, PlayStation, something I can put this in because we're going to watch this. Holy shit. Um, and just the quotes and that and the way he acts. And so love that. But uh, um, I do love all of his other stuff. Just even Dune, like <laughs> just the way he did Dune is so weird and bad in a good way. And uh yeah i i just i love the way he makes things he's an odd i don't want to say he's an oddball he's just a rare creature yeah he's he's definitely like enigmatic for sure and he like i would agree with dune i think i think dune gets i think people see because i definitely heard especially after the new dune came out like i still haven't seen it but i've heard nothing but great things oh, shit. and yeah, i know gotta watch it that's you know i just got like my 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 media like downstairs uh chill fucking area like all settled like after i rearranged so i think that might be something i'm gonna gonna watch this weekend finally but uh you know i do think i'd agree like the original dune i think they had they had the ideas but at the time period of trying to do that mixed in with a little bit of like maybe not the best casting for what maybe they wanted to do as far as like some of the people i do feel yeah, like yeah. i feel like if on, in a different era i feel like it was ahead of, ahead of its time and they didn't have certain things to like make it what i think it was meant to be did you ever see the documentary um jodorowsky's dune no i didn't jodorowsky jodorowsky so um you know holy mountain and like Santa Sangre and stuff, right? Yeah. Those movies. Yep. Yeah. He was supposed to, I guess he was in talks with making Dune um, before Lynch. And I saw, like, he mentioned that, uh, you know, it broke his heart because he was in love with the book and um, it like broke his heart before, you know, like that he didn't get it. And then when it came out, he like, he refused to go see it, but it was like, friends or somebody dragged him to like the premiere of it where i think he's from south uh chile i think he's from yeah chile in south america so the premiere or opening weekend whatever down there and um he was 
you know, as it went on, it got better for him because he, he said, this is just so bad. I wouldn't have done this like this at all. You know, I wouldn't have, (laughs) I wouldn't have made it like this at all. And, um, you know, and like just hearing some of his ideas and how he mixes, uh, you know, his absurdism and like surrealist stuff in his, his movies. Um, it was just, I wish I could have seen that movie um, as much as I do think like the, the vibe of Lynch's is its own thing. And it's just so weird that I, I love it, but, uh, I wish he, he had a shot at making it, but, uh, I really do love the new, the latest one. Like, I think that, I think it's like masterpiece and I can't wait for the, uh, I'm not sure if I'm spoiling it for you, but there is going to be a part two. So I think I, um, I think I heard that. So, and yeah. And Keith told that to me too, because I think we we um, start, he brought up Dune or or something, and he's just like, "Yeah, you got to see it. It's sick." So I think after after getting his his sign of approval, and then now yours, I, I think that's got to happen this weekend. I gotta get yeah. to watch it finally. Yeah, but I it's funny he he and I go and see movies together all the time, but we both saw it completely by ourselves, and like it just it, it was so funny because it's a movie that I would have loved to have watched with him, but. Uh, he went i think i went because of some, i i was i moved that weekend and it was one of those things where my girlfriend was working and all my friends were busy and it was like i've got to go see this I, i've already missed it you know like the last two weekends i've got to go do it now and uh same thing with him his schedule was busy and i think it was just a free afternoon when the kids were doing something else and his his wife was with the kids somewhere and he had a free afternoon so he just bailed and went and saw it by himself too and um we we just we nerded out about it and yeah it, it's um it's great so yeah definitely got to watch that oh for sure well as we're kind of like uh heading towards the end of this uh i don't want to keep you too much longer but uh all oh, the all, 18, all the 18v talk man i gotta i gotta get those like a top three or top five uh favorite 18 vision songs yeah um let's see uh after this tour it's pretty funny like i've just you know like it experiences uh can change music obviously our music can change your experience on things sometimes and um i've always loved um i've always loved fashion show uh as like I just thought that song was just so hard and especially with the new recordings um, and how they made those songs so much heavier. Uh, it's just, it's just nuts. Um, <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure you can relate to that. Um, oh, yeah, do, do you prefer sidestep? Like, do you prefer the new recording now? You, you know what, dude, I, at first I was like, this is sick, but I think I still prefer the original because it was just because i was just so like it's just so ingrained in like literally like my formative years like 14 like through high school like i literally i can think of like every like semester of high school is associated with that record um yeah but I, i i relate yeah after now like I maybe after like the first 
the first like 10 full listens, I was, I felt that way. And then probably like a week before that horse heads gig, I was like, I was listening to like uh, a short walk has always been like, I've fucking like love that song. And to be able to yeah. hear, to be able to hear like the riffing a little bit like cleaner and not as muddy. Um, and like I was listening to that and then like listening to it in that order without uh without like the um without obviously um love and autumn and uh uh why am I blanking? Um the Ken gorgeous. song. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh without yeah. gorgeous and and obviously um love and autumn and there is always the the interlude. Um without that and hearing it in that aspect where Sonic Death Monkey closes it, I uh, like I I and I've listened to him as soon as I was starting to feel I felt like I was betraying I felt like I was cheating on the original vanity recordings and uh and okay. I was just like why am I liking I like I'm I think I like this better and I listened to the full I was at work one day and, and I have the luxury of keeping my headphones in it where I work and I listened to the full original vanity and then I listened to the re-records and then I did it again like later that night and I was like yeah this is like having the record close with Sonic Death Monkey like I'm at like a hall and a short walk I was like short walk down the long hallway I was always like this is fucking an amazing song like this is maybe yeah. that in fashion show are probably my two favorite songs on the record and then like ha having the a short walk open with just the vocals and then go into it like I'm like this is better like this is I'm I'm like I'm I'm about the new one now <laughs> like it's just so yeah. fucking good I I'm usually like not stoked when bands go back and re-record things but I know that James and Keith they care about it so much and and Keith is you know heavy K so it's like making vanity already heavier than it was and doing things that they originally intended to do um but i guess they didn't maybe didn't have the time because vanity was recorded pretty quickly or um just seeing that they went back and were able to do a bunch of stuff and and take their time with it and also just have have a lot of fun doing it too um not that the first one probably you know it was fun but i i think um there it's just the fact that keith is behind the control board now on making the record and that he produced and, and did it all himself and with the help of mastering with will putney but like um it just to me for whatever reason like i i'm not really i'm not i, I don't really feel nostalgic enough i guess to go back and listen to the old one ever again yet um <laughs> i as much as it has that special place in my heart and it was like my favorite record for you know like i it was like I identified to it, like the grip tape on my skateboard was pink and like all that back then. So it was like, um, but anyways, instead of rambling, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm stoked that it exists. Um, I favor it the most right now. Um, but also my favorite 18 vision songs. Uh, I didn't mean to skip your question. Um, no, no, you're good, man. I, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, in the closet um has always been one of my favorites but i feel like like lyrically and just like a lot of the things that james says in that song and the way that things hit and then even now with the, like 
that was always my favorite with the lights on this tour too. Oh yeah. It's like become my favorite song off of Vanity now. Um and then you know of course I I love 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 the old stuff. Um and Dead Rose when they played it at the reunion show in 2017 and that's a song I never thought I'd ever hear live and um love that song um champagne and sleeping pills you know another with the shining sample at the end and just yeah. like um ah that's three right um i'm just trying to think off the top of my head i i love so on the latest ep they did inferno there's a song the perils of sin at oh the yeah end, the last song on that um i just i I fucking love what they did with that and some of the sounds they played with. Um, that sounds and, like it's in a fucking cathedral too. Like that song is yeah. so fucking epic. Yeah. Um, and then um, uh, Trevor might, uh, you know, like Tre- Tre- Trevor Friedrich who played drums in 18 visions and um, isn't playing with the band anymore. Um, you know, he, he and I, you know, always talked about loving the older stuff. And, um, it's just, I, I, I love, um, I, I, the nothing, um, elevator music, the nothing on, uh, I think I have that right. Right. Like they did so many slashes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was the music. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I just, um, that's another favorite and also it changes because some days i'll prefer you know like waiting for the heavens or crushed or you know lost in a dream off obsession yeah um, yeah definitely you know or just um so it's it's it it's cool that you can hop all over and you know what a, there's a different mood you know when it comes to that band so yeah like every i feel yeah i feel like i could give you a top five every week it, it would probably be altered in some way uh funny tidbit though my back in the aim days my like little screen sign off thing my away message was always god gave you wings to fly so fly the fuck away <laughs> that's sick yeah <laughs> that was that was that was in my aim fucking away message for fucking years my screen name at one point was uh x dead rose x so i mean we were doing 18d stuff on aim dude better. dude X death to your king X was mine. Oh shit, dude! <laughs> yeah, the, we were uh, 1988 babies, so it makes sense. Yeah, you know? fuck and, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess as uh, we wrap this up, man, I gotta thank you. Fucking, this has been uh, awesome to just fucking chat and just bullshit and yeah, uh, dude. Pretty much uh, j- just uh, wax James and Keith's car. The 18V Mustang, <laughs> just so it's yeah. nice and fucking shiny, fucking black and pink. Um, it's uh, you know, it's it, like I said, I think it's it's fucking rad that like me and you who are the same age on two opposite sides of the country can just be bullshitting now. And, and I mean, this is more or less a fucking a celebration of vanity. Just this fucking episode, but uh, right, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's fucking cool, and I I just. I think uh, I think it's fucking it's something about the music too, like uh, a band that I never thought I don't think I ever thought that they would get back together. I uh, definitely didn't think uh, oh, that was what I was going to say. For some reason, 
I thought that van they saw they maligned vanity. Like I thought that they didn't like prefer like they were just kind of like maybe sour on vanity. Uh, and I was so wrong because oh. I, I remember I don't know why I got that like I don't know why I got like that feeling like like maybe it wasn't they like reunited. F- not not when they reunited because I understand like what they were doing by doing like a lot of until the ink runs out and like in that shit and obviously they 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 did you know a couple tracks off vanity but before that and i don't know what it was and maybe it was just like my like my teen brain that was just like thinking maybe they weren't like big on it for whatever reason because they were still playing like fashion show in like 2005 or early 2005 like they did a tour with like emory and remembering never and they were playing like fashion show and and shit on that tour but for some reason i don't know mm-hmm. why in my own mind I, I i painted it like maybe they didn't that wasn't their favorite record and when the mics went off when i was talking to james and james like yeah we're we we uh keep this on the down low but we re we're re-recording all vanity except for the 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 two ballads and we are gonna do a vanity tour like my mind my fucking head like spun off the <laughs> axis of my body with excitement and yeah. i was i was just like oh my god this is i just fucking i was able to fucking get james hart on my fucking stupid music and movie podcast and he just revealed to me that they're doing a fucking vanity anniversary tour like this is fucking the sickest shit ever so the fact that i don't know why in my brain i i imagine that they just like wasn't vanity wasn't like something they would ever revisit and they went beyond revisiting it. They did a tour and fucking brought back old merch. And I was just, I, I don't know. I was just so fucking stoked and pumped on it. Um, And it's, I mean, it's fucking, it's cool. They brought like, you know, convo between you and I together and fucking we're chatting now about it. Yeah, no, it's so, it's funny um, to hear that. I, I feel like it's like maybe just because of the area, you know, and um right. I don't know why, like, I, I saw so much of Vanity when I was younger, and um, just how, you know, all, even all the Vanity hoodies and sweatshirts and merch and hot pink stuff down here, it was very, like, it was something that was almost like the team colors, you know, um, for that band, and even even during Obsession, it, it just it seemed like Vanity was still very prominent, I guess. Um, and that they've moved away from the until the ink era and before then, um, because of vanity, really. And so I, I don't know. I guess it was just maybe a different perspective of, uh, you know, um, in geography. But it was um, it's so interesting. You had that kind of view on it when, um, and it's cool that you found out that way too, to where you had an element of surprise with James kind of yeah, bringing yeah. that to you and you wondering about it. And that's, that's neat. Yeah. I know. I, and I, I can't explain it. I can't explain why I thought like, maybe it was like, and maybe it was, I don't know, just because the, I, I don't know, like maybe cause in my mind, like it just seemed like, uh, like maybe it wasn't, and maybe it was just like built up in my mind where I was just like, yeah, they maybe they're not, they're just not hot on the vanity stuff besides like, uh, besides like vanity and you broke like glass. Um, 
in I Don't Mind. And I was just like, I'll never hear a short walk down the long high hallway or fucking the critic live ever again. I don't know why I built yeah. that up in my mind. And I think it was just because when obviously they came back, they played like they obviously played like you broke and in vanity and but they were playing dead rose and and that uh, up here i don't know what it was dude in syracuse until the ink runs out was like definitely like the record because the kids that were like three years older than me and were into 18 visions those were the kids that like jumped off when vanity came out and i was like had just gotten into like like i think the vanity like vanity's like sampler was circling around so it was a couple months before vanity came out and i was like all in Mm -hmm. on until the ink and then vanity came out and i was like all about it and i thought it was funny i was like you know like kids that were three years older me like oh this is this isn't the same and so i think in syracuse uh, that until the ink like era obviously that was like during the the hellfest heyday when hellfest was as big as it ever was and and yeah. so so maybe that has to deal with it because to me like they're like how you were saying like vanity was so prominent like i felt like that was until the ink up here so that's that geographical difference i think you were you were alluding to but you know, you know what's funny is i kind of get that part of it uh with the older friends of mine because i remember those conversations too and me just being you know um super psyched on that record when it came out and uh, some of my older friends just saying, oh, dude, no, like, it doesn't sound like the old stuff or whatever. But I ended up from the stage in, at the Orange County show and uh, the L.A. Sh- show last weekend. Um, I saw some of those people who said those things to me back in the day, <laughs> jumping up to jumping up and singing along or singing along from their seats or crowd killing to certain vanity songs. So it was like, aha, yeah, right. You know, like, <laughs> You know, like obviously something there's changed or you love it now. Um, but oh, uh, oh, dude, I can dude, I relate to that so hard because I know I know a few people that have to my face made comments about like the vanity era, like, oh, the Stone Temple Pilots Corps or whatever like that. And then I've seen them since since they reunited post like in their instagram story vanity tracks and i was just like this is fucking comical like you james and james uh it's crazy too like i'm sure you heard it live but it's like he's only become a stronger singer over the years and you can hit those you know and and it's like we were listening to alice in chains and stone temple pilots in the van to the shows and it's like that's what i loved about that about 18 visions because it's like i i liked i liked those two bands i was more of a nirvana uh guy like myself back in the day but like like 18 visions got me into actually it's like from like to love of those bands alice and stone and like uh, Soundgarden and stuff so it was like um i guess i just i cared more about the records opposed to the singles because of 18 visions and james voice got stronger but that's i totally derailed what you were saying but it just reminded me of something where i was like oh yeah that too but james vocals got i feel like i've only gotten better over the years and um yeah no what he's yeah what he's doing is like like all the older shit sounds better than it ever has like in my opinion like i i've one two three four five seen five shows since they've reunited 
and they've all been probably his best vocal performances that I've heard. And yeah. And to, to tack onto what you were saying, that's what I always liked about them too, was like me and my friends were fucking obsessed with like fucking dirt and core and those fucking and purple and those fucking records. So the fact that a heavy ass fucking band that was also straight edge wore some of those influences enough on their sleeve that we could spot them. I was like, I was like, this, this is why they're one of, this is why they're one of my favorite fucking bands of like of all time. Like, yeah. this is why, like the, and, and like you said, like, and then I see James like years later wearing an excess shirt. And I was like, I fucking love an excess. This is fucking amazing. Like, I was just <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, this is why I fucking love this band. Yeah, but, no, they're, they just, they, they get it. Um, when it comes to just loving good music and writing it too. And um yeah i i don't know like they've they've influenced obviously the both of us in so many ways um and it always blows my mind when i'm able to show them something new or like get them into something that maybe they missed or haven't heard yet and uh, and like more often than not i mean obviously there's some that are that that aren't as uh you know that they aren't into but it's like more often than not they're they're on the same page with me and the stuff i like and it's it's cool it's just um i I don't know they appreciate they have great taste no for like i said it's blood through in the music always and i think that's why uh that's why i think they have um they've remained and they've returned and uh sound is better as better as best as they ever have and uh, I mean, it, it attributes to a lot, but, but yeah, man, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna take up too much more of your time. Uh, this has been a fucking awesome convo. Like I said, I don't think James or Keith uh, have to ever worry about their, their car going dull because we have waxed the 18 <laughs> visions Cadillac. So it, it will fucking forever shine. Um, but yeah, oh, man, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to the, hopefully a full length from Duca. Uh I am like, like I said, I'm fucking, I'm all about the vibe. Those fucking three songs are fucking rippers and out on escapist right now. You can pick that seven inch up. Um, do you, uh, so what's the, in the immediate future? Like what's the, what's the, what's the plan music wise? We are just kind of, uh, since vanity has wrapped up, Keith is free, you know, to work on Duca. And I mean, they're 18 V is always, you know, doing stuff in the background and working on stuff too but uh we're just kind of kind of focusing in on uh our next release for duca and um yeah we've just been writing and recording lately um and then we'll have hopefully some news you know i know that there's been vinyl delay um with the plants and stuff so i mean hopefully uh news for that release will come sooner than later but like uh we're we're kind of taking a step back from playing shows unless it's um something that really grabs us and um for the time being um just to focus on that release and then once we've got that wrapped up we'll start just probably going back to what we're doing and playing a bunch of local shows and whatever very fucking sick um i'm pumped for it definitely pumped for more music man um thank you 
but yeah, dude, uh, can't thank you enough. Like I said, this has been, uh, it's been an awesome convo. Uh, I know it just turned into an 18 visions love fest, but Hey, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what brought us together. So fuck it. Why not? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't really gotten to like, you know, talk to a lot of people that are on the, I mean, I have this past tour, you know, it's been fun to do that. And I, and it's weird being home from that tour. I miss being able to hang out with the guys and hear the music every night. So it was, nice to revisit it right now and in, in the hang sesh with you so yeah no i'm i'm uh 18 visions fan club right here yeah right or the, the, the two yeah. captains i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> well hell yeah dude thank you so much you can yeah thank... no go ahead thanks, sorry jesse yeah, yeah no thanks for thanks for having me and um yeah hopefully i'll see you um with ducat in person or 18 again uh sooner than later as well yeah definitely man i i definitely look forward to it um but i just want to say thank you once again you can check us out on spotify and uh apple podcasts uh chromecast all whatever you know wherever we're we're streaming you can figure it out we got a link in the bio but uh definitely check this out and if you're interested as to why we love 18 Visions so much. Go check out that 18 Visions Vanity re-record uh, that they put out and the vinyl's coming out soon. So check that out and uh, go follow Duka on Instagram. Uh, follow Scapist Records. Follow 18 Visions. Uh, but yeah, this has been another episode of the Sight and Sound Podcast presented by Heart Guide Media with a special guest Cameron Miller. Cameron, thanks again, man. Thanks, Jesse.